Good evening, Jets fans, and welcome to another edition of the Barry and the Jets podcast, brought to you by Blowout New York Salon by Kuki Vega in the Throg's Next section of the Bronx, New York. Welcome. Well, how about this game today? The Jets pull out a 24-20 victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was, it was a good game, a really, really good game. I'm very happy that they got the win. Lot to go into on this one. First of all, on the Steelers opening drive, the defense got off to such a, a great start with the LaMarcus Joyner interception that led to a Jets field goal. So for the first time this season, the Jets took the lead first at three to nothing there. And then on the ensuing possession by Pittsburgh, you had Quan Alexander with a big hit for no gain, and you could hear and feel that one too. And then Michael Carter, the second, on third and five, made a big stop on a play that obviously would have gotten them a first down if they had completed it, but that was a big, big stop there by Carter. And then on the, the Jets' ensuing possession, they scored a touchdown. Wilson was great by the way. I'll get to him more in a minute, but he was great on that ensuing touchdown drive, which ended with him catching a touchdown pass from Braxton Berrios. A little trickery there by the much maligned offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, but that was just a really sweet play. And um, of course, you have to like his dance afterward. That was great too. Now, some more points about the first half when the Jets began, this was a little later, the Jets took possession of the ball on their own nine-yard line. There were a couple of plays there that I felt should have been flagged, flagged on Pittsburgh. There was this first, there was Wilson's first pass to Brees Hall in that drive, and I think that the official could have called a pass interference call there. I think that defender for Pittsburgh, I I didn't get his name, got there a little early, but there was no call. That was followed by uh, the second pass, which was a 26-yard completion to Tyler Conklin, who had a decent game today. But then on play after that, on a third and 14 pass incompletion, it was intended for Garrett Wilson, I thought that Zach Wilson was hit a little late, and I think they could have, again, the officials could have thrown a flag for roughing the passer. But again, no call. And then Pittsburgh, when they, that that drive ended with no score, and then when Pittsburgh took over the ball, their ensuing possession on a second and 13, um, Trubisky, threw a pass to Chase K- Chase Claypool. It was incomplete, but you look at that play, Claypool was holding that Sauce Gardner's head, like holding it down. And that to me should have been an offensive pass interference. You look, I mean, he had, he's, it was clear too. He clearly has his hands on Sauce's helmet and it's like holding him down. So he couldn't make a play. Now again, it, um, it went for no, it was went for an incompletion. But again, I was asking, where was the flag on that? And then later on, Carl Lawson had a big sack. 
Yes, we actually had a Carl Lawson sighting in this game. Then, Jets took over again, and then a, another, another offensive tackle getting hurt. Max Mitchell getting hurt, uh, had to be carted off the field. On that play, the Steelers were called for defensive holding. But then after that penalty, there was that, it's like, what? Well, there was a bad, bad flea flicker attempt there. Wilson handed the ball off to Michael Carter. And then when Carter threw the ball back to Wilson, you could see Wilson just took his eyes off the ball before he had it. It ended up going right through his hands. The Jets were very, very lucky to recover that. In fact, Zach himself recovered that. They they were really lucky that that could have been a disaster. It really could. So they had one trick play that went for a touchdown, and then another trick play that almost proved to be disastrous. And then on first down, um, Wilson throws an interception to Cameron Sutton. That was a terrible throw, by the way. Really, really bad. And then on the ensuing possession by Pittsburgh, Carl Lawson, just like John Franklin Myers last week, Carl Lawson committed a really dumb roughing the passer penalty when the half would have been over because the pass went incomplete, but that helped enable the Steelers to get a 59-yard field goal by Chris Boswell. Uh, the Jets' previous possession, they were driving uh, as the half was winding down. They could have, at the very least, they should have gotten three points out of that before Wilson threw that interception to Sutton. But they don't do it. They don't get anything. And then the Steelers come back and get that long field goal by Boswell. So the Jets, who could have been up 13-3 to at halftime, are up only 10-6. to So... The first half got off to a promising beginning, but unfortunately had a really crappy ending. So we'll get into we'll get into the second half in a minute, but first, hey look, ladies, you have to check out Blowout New York Salon by Coochie Vega, located in the Throg's Neck section of the Bronx. I said it before, when I say that Coochie Vega is the master colorist and hair cutter, you can believe it. She does it all. They do it all. They do coloring. They do blowouts. They do extensions. Check out their work for yourself on Facebook or Instagram. See for yourself how great they are. And of course, I tell you every week about their weekly specials. Blowouts for $25 and root touch-ups and blowouts for $60. That's every Tuesday and Wednesday. Every Thursday, you can get a half a head of highlights and a blowout for $95. Which those that's normally $135. They're doing it for $95 on Thursdays. And you can get a keratin treatment for $150. Usually that ranges from $185 to $250. On Thursday, you can get it for $150. That's every week. You can book an appointment at blowoutnewyorksalon.com or call 917-795-9595. 917-795-9595. 
Open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Blowout New York Salon by Coochie Vega, 3182 East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, New York, and tell them Barry sent you. Now, get into the second half here. The Jets come out and they go three and out. And then Pittsburgh fumbles the punt. I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get who the punt returner was, but the Jets can't recover. That had three, as when there were at least three Jets were right there. None of them could come up with the ball. Why? I don't understand how this team just cannot come up with fumbles. How many times have we seen that so far this season? Why can't they recover these fumbles? I don't know. But it turned out not to hurt because Jordan Whitehead intercepted Kenny Pickett, who had start, who played the whole second half. And then, of course, that was followed by Zach Wilson, who interception to Minka Fitzpatrick on a zip pass. I mean, he tried to fire it into a receiver who was right in front of him. I, I may have been Michael, Michael Moore. He couldn't... Uh, Elijah Moore, excuse me. It may have been Elijah Moore. He couldn't handle it. It went right through his hands and, and right into right to Fitzpatrick. Um, he was knocked out of bounds at the four-yard line after first saying he had scored a touchdown. They reviewed it, found out he went out at the four. And then Pickett scored on a third and goal pass from Pickett. Now the Steelers have the lead, 13 to 10. So I'm sure, like most of you out there, I was thinking, here we go. The Jets are going to lose this game now. That's it. And don't, and a couple of things. Well, first, on the ensuing possession by the Jets, the Jets were starting to put a little drive again together, and then Connor McDermott committed a false start that turned a third and five into a third and ten, and that was it right there. Now, it on the following possession by Pittsburgh, they didn't get to challenge what the officials called a catch by George Pickens when it looked like he did not get both feet in bounds right there on the sideline. The, the Steelers hurried up and ran a play before the Jets could challenge it, but they ended up getting penalized for having an ineligible man downfield. And then later on in that drive, I'm not sure if it was the next play, but the same drive, Quinn and Williams rushed just right up the middle and put the big hit on Kenny Pickett, but somehow he still managed to complete the pass for an 18-yard touchdown to Pat Freermuth. I don't I don't know how he completed that pass. I really don't. So now it's 20 to 10 Pittsburgh and now we're now you're really in despair. I said they're definitely gonna lose this game now. But then things started to happen. They converted a fourth and seven for a first down on a 27-yard pass from Wilson from Wilson to Corey Davis. Before that, I jumped ahead there, they converted a third and six on a 35-yard pass from Garrett from Zach Wilson to Garrett Wilson. Then that, of course, a few plays later led to converting the fourth and seven. That was big. That was a big play. 27 yards to Corey Davis. 
after Brees Hall had a 16-yard run right after that to get the Jets down to the Pittsburgh one. Then they started going backwards. They had a touchdown callback because of a false start. And then Connor McDermott was called again for being an ineligible man downfield. Uh, so they started going, you know, just going backward from that. But then it didn't hurt because Zach Wilson to Corey Davis again for a five-yard touchdown. So that pulled the Jets closer, 20 to 17. Now that that was a 91-yard scoring drive, by the way. And then on the ensuing possession by the Steelers, Kenny Pickett to George Pickens, Pickett to Pickens on a third and three, converted a first down. But it didn't hurt because after that, Michael Carter the second intercepted Pickett on a tip ball, similar to. Zach Wilson's interception earlier in the game. And then came the winning touchdown scoring drive. A lot of highlights there. We had Wilson completion. Chili to Chili to Corey Davis <laughs> that put the Jets at midfield. We had a Wilson to Conklin interception on the third and six. Uh, not interception. Pass completion on the third and six for first down. We had a Wilson to Corey Davis again pass completion on second and nine for a first down and then Brees Hall scoring the winning touchdown it, that was touch and go but immediately I thought I said that he was in there and then he fumbled the ball and then the Jets actually did after after what I said earlier they actually did recover their own fumble there Tyler Conklin picked it up but they showed the replay over and over and over again and they clearly showed that Brees Hall extended his arm and got the ball across the plane of the goal line. They, I'm not sure if the Jets challenged that play or if the officials just reviewed it. But in any case, after the review, they decided Brees Hall scored. Jets take the lead 24-20. to 20. That was a 65-yard scoring drive. And in that drive, Zach Wilson was 5 for 5 for 57 yards. Then the Steelers take over. Pick it to Pickens again for a 27-yard gain. And you're thinking, uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. But no. Pick it through an interception to LaMarcus Joyner in the end zone on the Hail Mary pass. That's it. Ball game. Jets win 24-20. Oh, and I'm and I'm sure that all of us out there are just very, very happy. I know I am. So, overall observations of the game. Zach Wilson had a decent return. He went 18 for 36 with two for 252 yards, one touchdown reception, and one touchdown pass. He also had two interceptions. He still needs to learn some touch on his passes. He's still firing passes into receivers close to him. Like I said earlier, that caused one of his interceptions. So he's got to he's got to learn to just put some touch on his passes. Uh, he seems to have everyone's talking about him developing some chemistry with Garrett Wilson. He seems to have developed some chemistry with Corey Davis. Davis had five receptions for 74 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if Zach can develop that same chemistry with Garrett, and this team can truly, truly be something. 
I was glad to see they committed to the run more. Brees Hall had 17 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Michael Carter had nine carries for 15 yards. The Jets overall uh, ran the ball 29 times compared to 37 passing attempts. That's, that's a much better ratio. So I hope they keep that up. Um, 37 pass attempts because there was the pass by Braxton Berrios to Zach Wilson for the touchdown in the first half. The offensive line played a little better today. They moved Elijah Vera Tucker to left tackle, and that made a difference. I mean, Zach still had to scramble a lot, but overall, the offensive line came through when it counted. The defense was better today, too. I mean, Quinnen Williams, who had the spotlight on him all week because of his confrontation with assistant coach Aaron Whitecotton last Sunday, and then the comments made by Mike LaFleur during during the week in the press conference. So, like I said, he had a lot of light on him today. What did he do? He had six tackles, a sack, one tackle for a loss, and two quarterback hits. The Jets had three sacks in the game. Williams, one by Jermaine Johnson, and one by Carl Lawson. And they had four interceptions in the game, two by, by Joyner, one by Jordan Whitehead, and one by Michael Carter II. Penalties are still a problem. Now, today the Jets had seven penalties for 64 yards. That's actually fewer than what the Steelers had. The Steelers had eight penalties for 55 yards. But um, Lawson, a, a couple of bad ones I mentioned earlier. There was Lawson's roughing the passer, which led to the field goal by Boswell for Pittsburgh. And then McDermott had two bad ones I mentioned earlier. The false start and the ineligible man downfield, which actually had a touchdown called back. I didn't mention that earlier. It's like, geez, they've got to get rid of that guy. But the Jets scored, ended up scoring a touchdown anyway on Wilson's five-yard pass to Corey Davis. But they need to cut down on these mistakes. The Jets have to be more disciplined. They can't keep committing these bad penalties. They've got to do something about that. So now week four is in the books. The Jets are done with the AFC North going two and two in those first four games. I think a lot of us are happy with that. Next week, they face a division rival. They host the Miami Dolphins at MetLife Stadium. I don't know who the Dolphins quarterback is going to be. It could it may be Teddy Bridgewater, who could have been here, but we don't know. And um, we're um, you know we're all hoping that Tua Tagovailoa you know, comes makes it okay after what he's gone through with these concussions. But again, we don't know who they're going to face for the Dolphins. Now again. This time, it's, this time it's at home, MetLife, and the Jets have to figure out how to win at home. That's very important because the week after next, they're at Green Bay. So they better, they better start stepping it up at home. And of course, you can't see me, but I'm putting the word home in air quotes. I think we all know why that is. So... And before I sign off, I just want to say, um, I'm sure most of you out there have heard the bad news, the sad news 
about two of the greatest offensive linemen in Jets history passing away last week. Marvin Powell, who was one of the greatest uh, five or six-time Pro Bowlers, a three-time All-Pro, definitely one of the greatest tackles the Jets ever had. He passed away at the age of 67. And Jim Sweeney, one of a long line of great jet centers. He also passed away at the age of 60. So that, I mean, I grew up watching both of these guys play. They were both tremendous players. And while we're all happy about the win today, still a very, very sad day to find out that two, two jet greats have passed away. So my condolences to both of their families. Rest in peace, guys. So uh, enjoy this win. Have a nice week. I'll be back next Sunday after the game. So take care. And this is Barry Rogers saying that I am all about peace, love, and the New York Jets. And don't let anybody tell you different. See you next time.